Hey guys, welcome to Honest and Jazzy with Hannah and Jackie. I'm your co-host, Hannah Mira Plotkin, providing the honest and simple side of our stories. And I'm Jackie Spinell, spicing up our stories with my jazzy personality. Welcome guys to episode 23. Woo! This is a real milestone episode for us because as we kind of alluded to last episode and you may know, you know, just know from being involved in our personal lives, but um, Honest and Jazzy is rebranding. Woo! So, Jackie, you want to tell our listeners what our new name is going to be? Yeah, so hopefully as of next week, we will now be um, dive right in with Jackie and Hannah. Yeah. I'm super excited. Also, new cover art. Thanks coming to soon. Abby Finkelstein coming soon. We will at her in the description go check out her work she's really creative yes and next episode you're going to hear all about it and our whole process and you know what goes into creating a name for yourself so we're really excited about that yeah me too but you know so brings us to a sadder note yeah so so you all probably know that um over this past week um ruth bader ginsburg who was a justice of the Supreme Court, actually the second um, female justice of the Supreme Court, passed away on Rosh Hashanah. Mm -hmm. And we wanted to take this episode to discuss the legacy of her um, and what she means to us personally, um, what she did for us as as women, and just what she did for um, the country. And we also just sort of wanted to talk about the politics um, in the wake of her death, um, of course, in a nonpartisan way, as usual, and also um, the Jewish component of her death, because um, I'm sure you guys know that we are Jewish, and this is a topic that we have a, a lot of thoughts on, so. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's really awesome. Um, I'm just looking at her, like, Wikipedia page, and She's been serving since 1993, which, if you think about that, is um, I really am not very good at math, but that's a lot of years, and I feel like that really shows that she's really dedicated her whole life to, you know, coming, um, you know, to coming and bringing this country to more of um, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. She's been serving since 1993, which, as Jackie helped me, you know do the math that has that's 27 years and she was nominated by um president clinton and i think that that really shows that she's really dedicated herself to making our country um a place of acceptance and equality for all people i mean everyone has you know things that they're fighting and i feel like rbg was really fighting for gender equality and i think you know she talked a lot about feminism and i think that that's really awesome especially how she was in a severely male-dominated field, and that's really honorable to, you know, be the second justice, you know, that identifies as a female and, you know, come into the public eye as an advocate and really, you know, become a role model for so many for so many women. Hannah, do you want to um, hit it off with our icebreaker question? For this week, we wanted to talk about our biggest political inspirations, and it's really hard to pinpoint one person because... I know that people can, you know, pick and choose things that they like from certain people. And so, Jackie, why don't you hit it off with, you know, who you like to idolize? 
okay, I don't know how many times I can use this person as my answer to um, one of our icebreaker questions, but um, once again, I would like to say Michelle Obama. Um, <laughs> I love that for you. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I just, I'm just, I don't know if you guys can tell. I'm just really, I'm just truly inspired by what she does. Um, she, like, similar to RBG, um, works a lot um, with um, gender equality. And I, I think she's just brilliant. And I actually recently started listening to her, um, to the Michelle Obama podcast. And I really recommend, guys. Um, and it, it was just, it, it not only did it, um, just teach me a lot, but it, it made me laugh out loud. And I thought, I think that's really great. And yeah, so Hannah, who's your, um, who's your political inspiration? Okay, so I really like Michelle Obama as well, but I also like AOC, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez from New York. She's a representative. Um, I think that there's some policies that I definitely disagree with. Um, when it comes to her opinions on anti-Semitism, American Jewry, and um, definitely the Israeli and Palestinian conflict. I think that that is important dialogue to have, and it's important to call out anti-Semitism on the left and also anti-Semitism on the right, because we see it so frequently. I think that we've kind of just become, come, you know, out of tune with it. And I also really think it's important to pick um, an idol that you don't necessarily always agree with because, you know, that just shows that everyone has their own opinions. Yes, I, I really like that, Hannah. It's important to talk to people um, who who don't have the same opinions as, um, as you do. And I, uh, I appreciate that you, um, one of your inspirations is someone who you don't necessarily always agree with because that's just um, room for you to learn and maybe, I don't know, room for to learn I'm gonna no definitely I I agree with you I think that kind of what we're trying to do on this podcast is expose ourselves to new ideas and expose some of you to new ideas because you know I can tell in my in my personal friend group that I don't always agree with everyone and I don't know you know I don't know who's listening to this podcast but if someone just tunes in for a couple minutes I'm sure that you know everyone has something to learn yeah and I just want to um just bring up a point that I think um, we learned about in the Girl Up Summit, which was um, a bunch of episodes again uh, ago. Sorry, go listen. Go yes. listen. Um, I I constantly am um, referring back to that episode. It taught me a lot. But um, one speaker mm-hmm. said that if your friend group looks exactly like you and has the exact same political views as you, um, you're not you're not doing a good job of um, of working towards diversity. Um, and I mm-hmm. think that's a great point because like you're kind of talking about him. Um, it's important to see different opinions and different perspectives because that's just, that's just how we learn. And um, yeah. Mm-hmm. I kind of want to dive a little bit um, more into who RBG was. We kind of talked, you know, well, a little bit about um, how she served on the Supreme Court but Jackie, do you want to dive a little bit more into that? Um, yeah, so um, yeah, so like we said before, she joined the Supreme Court in 93 and joined, uh, I believe it was Sandra Day O'Connor as a second mm-hmm. woman. Mm-hmm. And um, since then, RBG has done such an amazing job fighting for gender 
gender equality and passing um, laws and and, um, and legislations to to um, promote gender gender equality. And there are so many quotes that I've been reading um, of hers, and almost all of them are well, all of them are very empowering, but almost all of them have to do with um, with women's women's rights and just fighting for women to be um, equal to to men. Yeah, I think that well, she's kind of known for saying for having a disagreeing opinion. She always is saying I I dissent, which means to like have a different opinion because you know being you know, a minority on the Supreme Court is really rare, especially, you know, in such a male-predominated field. And I saw an interview with her that where she says that she would um, pick out these collars to wear on her robes. And she has this, like, one lace one that she's known for, you know, most that's white that she has a bunch of pictures in. And she said that that was the collar that she would most often wear when she knows that she would have a disagreeing opinion in the upcoming day because she thought that it made herself feel more powerful because of how well known she was for it. And so I think that that's really cool um, that she kind of honors her, her, um, her ability to disagree with others and how strong she was to realize that, um, you know, change will only come from disagreements and that it's important to be true to yourself and what you believe in. I love that, Hannah. You bring up a really great point, and um, I, I actually, I, I really, um, I actually did not know that about her, um, her lace collar, and I think that's that's really, um, I think it's really cool, empowering. Yeah, yeah. I think. That's oh yeah, really definitely. Great. So she has she has this um, this one quote, um, and it's in response to people asking um, when there will be enough women on the Supreme Court. And she answers with the quote, when there are nine. And um, people are shocked, but she says there'd been nine men and nobody's ever raised a question about that. I just think that's like snap snaps. Oh my Um, gosh. I think that's so, that's so strong and bold. And um, it's such a powerful thing to say. Yeah. I really like that you highlighted that one because I think that it can also apply to other other jobs and other workplaces that are also, you know, mainly, you know, with with male representation. And I think in the media, you know, we can see we see a lot of times, you know, how firefighters are portrayed as men and how, you know, women aren't tough enough. But I think that um, RBG and also you, Jackie, bring up a good point that we're so used to all these men that, you know, why does it matter if, if it's all women? Like, what's the difference with that? And I think that that's really empowering to think about. Um, another quote that I just wanted to highlight real fast, um, also by Ruth Bader Ginsburg, of course, um, women belong in all places where decisions are being made. Um, yeah, I think this is just another okay. very powerful um, quote. And I, I just agree with it 150%. Women do belong in all places where, de- where decisions are being made. And, um, and that's the only way we can um, work towards um, being the best world and country that we can be. Um, and I just mm-hmm. also want to say that we got this article from um, the Global Citizen website. Um, 
or organization that um fights for also oh yes thank you jackie what for citing them yes thank you jackie yes. for citing i just them. didn't want you guys to think we got it from um i don't know a, a not reliable source um but global citizen uh, yes. is um a pretty well-known for anyone who doesn't know it's a pretty well-known organization that fights um global issues and um very in in particular does a lot of gender equality so like hannah said we'll definitely link this um in the bio and also yeah definitely yeah do you have any last thoughts before we start talking about um her jewish identity um no i don't i i think that my only thing would be that if you um if you're able i think that you should go register to vote because our RBG works so hard for everyone to have equal rights in so many senses, and we have to we have to uphold that. Yes, I want to edit your sentence a tiny bit. If you are um yes. if you are able to if you are eligible to to um to vote, it's not. I think you should or you have to. Oh, no. Thank you. Yes, you. Sh- must you must register to vote we feel very strongly yes it is an obligation as a citizen of this country and um Mm -hmm. i hope you i hope you do that yes thank you jackie i appreciate that (laughs) um Um, sorry go ahead no i just wanted to bring up that it it was really powerful not necessarily in you know powerful as if i felt inspired but there's this idea that if you die on Rosh Hashanah, which is when our RBG died, um, and Rosh Hashanah is the head of our year, our new year, um, that you are seen, that you kind of stand higher in Shemaim, that you're um, at Sadiqis, that you're, you're kind of, um, oh my gosh, I don't know how to explain Sadiqis or Shemaim. Um, it's kind of the idea that you're you're a more righteous person because you were able to die on not the holiest day of the year, but, you know, a day, a celebration. So the whole idea is that your life is was a celebration and that you're able, we're, we're able to celebrate your life and we're able to, you know, welcome you into the, in, into Hashem's arms, you know, into Olam Haba, into the, the world to come on such an accepting and, you know, sin-ridden day. Yes, and I think um, I think this is actually a very interest, interesting topic um, for many reasons, um, because also it, it's, I mean, personally, um, well, I don't know, Hannah, if we have different beliefs on this, but I know that there are different, um, different mm-hmm. opinions on whether it is an honor to, to die on Shabbat, um right and I I personally believe it is um because I think it is too yeah I think because it's kind of like um you I've just heard it argued both ways I I've I've heard it argued this way um I'm I'm open to the I'm open to hear the other um side of it but I think it's kind of like um coming home to God for the Sabbath and I think that's a really beautiful thought I think that's a great message yeah, and I'm I'm open to other opinions, but I personally also think that that's a blessing or an honor. Um, yeah. And also, Hannah, you kind of I didn't know know about this, and I I'm actually very very surprised I didn't. And 
um, that it's that um, can you talk a little bit about the controversy about people saying that she's yeah. going to go to heaven? Right. So there is Judaism kind of has a weird way of explaining heaven and hell and Olam Haba, the the world to come, and you know Gilgul and Neshama, which I'm just not even going to get into. But um, a lot of people, there were a lot of social media posts that people were reposting on their stories on Instagram saying R.I.P. You know, she's an angel in heaven. And these are kind of more more pagan Christian ideas. And I'm not saying that I took offense, but I saw some people within my community getting, you know, a little irritated by the fact that people were essentially erasing her Jewish heritage, which um, RBG has repeatedly um, you know, been really outspoken about and been proud of her Zionistic beliefs. And so people were saying that you, whether they were doing this un, un, unknowingly or, or knowingly, that, you know, by, by using the language rest in peace or, you know, you're, you're, heaven, you're, you're in heaven with, with all the angels, you're amongst the angels, that you're kind of erasing her, her Judaism because that isn't necessarily an idea that us Jews believe in and I think it's really interesting um, now that people are saying you know um, that people are actually learning and I've seen a bunch of people on TikTok being like no we're, we're gonna say um, Baruch Dayan HaAmet um, or you know well, you just... may your memory what, what does um, what does that mean oh Baruch Dayan HaAmet is praising Hashem for being the ultimate ruler but it is common to say after someone dies um, by like trusting God to to put the human who's now died in 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 his hands or in their hands you know no one knows his Hashem's gender um never mind I could go into that too <laughs> um so I think it's really interesting that now people are learning to say Baruch Dayan HaEmet or may your memory be for a blessing and now people are even saying may your memory be for a revolution which Jackie do you want to talk a little bit about that um, I actually don't know about that. Oh, so I saw this trend going around when, um, when George Floyd uh, died to use the Jewish saying, may your memory be for a blessing and change it to may your memory be for a revolution. And it seemed to really stick with Ruth um, Bader Ginsburg. And um, this is kind of the idea that you yes, your memory is also for a blessing and we should be blessed by, by remembering you, but also that we should be creating a revolution and be creating change out of what happened which hmm. is really really cool i think that's really great i think um we must continue to fight for um what ruth bader ginsburg spent almost her entire legal career fighting for and um yeah i i i, I really like that saying i think we should also yeah. maybe link it in the in the bios so that people remember it definitely yeah so um I'm sure also a, um, a lot of you are probably familiar with some of the politics that have been following um, the death of Ruth Bader Ginsburg. We just kind of wanted to address them briefly. Um, kind of who can appoint a new justice or who should um, appoint the new justice. Um, mm -hmm. And Hannah, do you want to kind of talk about this a little bit? Yeah, um, I think that this is definitely a conversation to be had because a lot of people have been um, uh, been really vocal about how um, 
we should be waiting until after the election so that whoever is the new president who's going to be elected soon should um should should appoint the new justice however a lot of the republicans are pushing back saying that you know trump he's the president now he should he should appoint the new justice so that's kind of a a back and forth that i've been seeing yeah i i've been seeing um a bit of this too um i i personally i don't want to um enforce my opinions that much on this on this podcast but i do think maybe that it's just a couple months away um i think we we should um maybe wait until whoever the next person is i think i think rbg i actually have a quote i'm currently looking for it um that kind of says her her um her wish Um, she wanted um them to i'm looking for it right now to um wait to elect the new to appoint the new justice once the new president is elected so that's her opinion and i do think we should value her opinion because it is her spot that somebody new will be taken taking mm-hmm. um yeah definitely i think i think you bring up a really good point about honor and kavod which is the hebrew word for respect and we should we should respect her last wish yes i actually have the quote here um um, my most fervent wish is that I will not be replaced until a new president is installed. So that could either mean, you know, a couple months or it could mean um, four years. And mm-hmm. I think I think um, it's we we obviously can't wait four years, but I think just waiting a couple months and just kind of also taking the time to really um make the right decision about who is going to take her place. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't, I don't think we, I don't think the president should rush it. Um, the, the couple, I think 41 days until, until the election. And I know the inauguration ceremony isn't until um, January, but that's still, that's still um, only a couple months away. And I think, I think mm-hmm. if this is a big decision to be made this person who's um, going to be appointed is going to be filling some very, very big shoes. And um, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that this kind of brings us to a really a good close. I think we've, we've hit on a lot of our main points of how important it is to recognize how far our RBG has taken us and honor her and, and think about some next steps to, to uphold her legacy she's done so much for us more than we could even mention i agree with you she's left such a big impact not only on um, me and hopefully you too hannah and hopefully to all of you who are listening but just she's made just such a big a big change in our country and Mm -hmm. um our laws As always, we wanted to end the episode by reminding you all to subscribe to the podcast, give it a like and a rating, and we may even read some of your reviews out loud next episode. Please don't forget to follow our podcast Instagram at Honest and Jazzy, where we share updates on the work that we're doing for the podcast and announce each upcoming episode. 
Additionally, you can follow my personal Instagram at hannah.plotkin and mine at Jackie Spinell, and we can connect with you there. If you have any questions, feel free to direct message us through any of the Instagrams or email us at honestandjazzy.podcast at gmail.com. Please also send us an email or a DM if you have any recommendations for upcoming episode topics or if you would like to be featured as one of our guests. Until next time, approach your life with honesty and jazz it up with kindness. Bye.